0: Hi, this is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells Kant. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening.
1: Next Tuesday
0: podcast. Hi, Kunties.
1: Hey, Kunties. I'm Jessie.
0: I'm Amanda. Yep, yeah, we're back again. Bringing you all the hard hitting murder, Mur- murderers,
1: and family crimes you could ever possibly imagine. Yeah.
0: So, what's new with you? Um, not a lot of.
1: Not a lot of? <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like at this point in time, the fact that it's like April, first off, is insane. I know the whole like, time is going so fast. I know we've said it multiple times, and it's kind of like cliche at this point. But truly, what the hell? How is it April already? Like, weren't we just in January? Yeah, I really...
0: I needed to stop.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is definitely faster than the previous years that felt literally like the longest fastest years ever but
0: i don't know it was the whole pandemic man we were like in a slow motion time warp because we couldn't do anything Mm -hmm. and now like all of a sudden we warped to here and it's not stopping
1: i think you're absolutely right that's it slow motion time warp is a great way to put it because that's exactly how it felt and then now we're here in 2022 and last year feels like 2019 which is always super fun to think about.
0: You I mean. What you know, my last two years ago. I feel like when I say, you know, last year, I mean like 1994. Really? Yeah.
1: Dude, I'm, I'm starting to understand whenever I used to talk to like my grandparents and they'd be like, but I feel young. I'm starting to understand what that means.
0: I heard, I think it was on a... TikTok, some stupid, snot-nosed bratty kid. Get your kids off social media, parents. (laughs) What are you doing? You're not watching them. This little shithead said, you know, for all those born in the 1900s, Mm -hmm. (gasps) mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know that's why whenever they they take your driver's license now, anywhere that you have to their ID, that's why they hand it back to you so quick. They see one nine And they know anybody with those two numbers is of age.
0: Yeah. Born in the 1900s. You. Yeah. Almost shoved this 1900s foot up your ass. Yeah.
1: They're not wrong though. (laughs) We were, which is so weird to think about.
0: Born in the. Yeah. Get your kids under control.
1: (laughs) I don't need them reminding us of how old we are.
0: Okay. Can we not? Take their damn phones away, get them off the social media, and make them go play the fuck outside. Because I don't need that type of negativity in my life.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Ooh, I'll tell you what negativity you do need in your life. Okay. Another show. It's done. I finished it a hot minute ago, but I forgot to mention it. I finished Pam and Tommy. Have you started watching this? Have you watched this? No. You need to watch it. But Pam Anderson, Tommy Lee oh my God, incredibly well acted, such a good show and really made me think differently about Pam because I mean, you know, we were all told, oh, she's a slut, you know, like that, that was very much the narrative. Like, look at how she dresses. Look at what she does. She has sex with people. You know, it was like, oh, she's in playboy. You know, she's like a dirty person essentially. But now, with a lot of perspective, it's like, no, she was just doing what she wanted to do. And everyone's such a prude in this country that they're like, oh, my God, she has boobs, you know, essentially. It's like, why, why can't we just let people live? Who cares what, what they wear or don't wear? And you know what? If it's your choice to do Playboy, hell yeah. I look like her. I would do Playboy, too. You know what I mean? Why the fuck not? But anyway, phenomenal show. Everybody deserves Emmys, Oscars, Grammys, Tonys. Throw it all at them. Incredible. So good. Seth Rogen's in it. Love Seth Rogen. Um, Lily, I think her name and last name is James. Anyway, she played Cinderella in the live-action Cinderella. Nope. Incredibly good. Incredibly good um, as Pam. So good. Sebastian Stan, do you ever watch any of the Marvel films at all? Okay. Well, anyway.
0: No Again, to the movie watching surely you've seen like a piece of a
1: Marvel movie at one point.
0: I'm sure it was on my TV at my house, but I was probably reading a book. Oh my gosh. Well, that's how you
1: that's how you finish nine books is I'd be like watching the movie with the book in my hand and be like, and eh, back to chapter one. <laughs> but it's really good. So I recommend that too. its It's a good show. All right. And also Pam has a documentary series of her own coming
0: out on Netflix as well. So I would rather watch hers instead of this other one that probably is unapproved. She said she's not watching
1: that one. However, I will say they put her in a very good light in that show. They really did. They stuck up for Pam quite a bit. I'm absolutely going to watch her documentary, too. I'm just so fascinated now by like, okay, who actually is Pam Anderson? Because it's just like Britney. It's just like all these other female artists from the 80s and 90s. We had so maligned simply because they had one iota of sexuality
0: and they were all sluts. And it's like, well, well uh, what's wrong with us? Here's the thing with anyone famous. You don't really know who they are.
1: Oh, of course not. No, no, no. Of course, only their friends and family. Of course. But I mean, like, the, the public persona at the time, or was very much more shameful for women. In other words, the second a woman stepped out of line, it was like, oh, but she slept with all these people. Monica Lewinsky, that's another perfect example, right? Um, and all she did was have an affair with a man. If you really think about all that she did, that's, well, she did. Like, who? there are many women who have had affairs with married men. Like, it,
0: well what about the, the president. What about <laughs> the men who are choosing to, to have a sexual act Or encounter with somebody who's not their wives. Isn't that a bigger nefarious thing than a woman who Mm -hmm. may or may not know that they're married? I mean, obviously Monica Lewinsky knew he was married. Of course. (laughs) But there's a lot of times that the women don't even know. That's true. And that's actually kind of my point is
1: the fact that we used to malign women. And it's not over, of course, but the, the media used to just vilify these women that were just living their lives and not giving a ship whatever people thought as, as sluts, like I said, like a horrible thing to say about them. And it's like, okay, I think we've come far enough now, especially post Britney, post Amanda Bynes, post all this other stuff. I'm hoping we're going to start to be on the right track where it's like, who gives a crap of what they do or don't do? We shouldn't malign women and treat them like crap simply because of their sexual lives, you know, or who they are. It shouldn't matter, but. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Kind of going back to all those people that I grew up with and the um, pop culture at the time and relearning about them again through a different point of view is a, is a huge difference, I will say. Uh, yeah. How about you? You've been watching anything
0: crazy or reading anything crazy? No, I've just been reading these same books. There's like 25. What book are you on now? 25. Oh, you finished? (laughs) Holy crap. I started 25 yesterday. Damn, girl.
1: That's impressive. I know.
0: You sit there and read, which is great. It's what I do. Hey. Upgraded from my boring Kindle to the Kindle Oasis. Do you like it? I do, because it's lighter. Oh, okay, yeah. So.
1: Well. I know. Since you've been reading and studying, researching, you want to tell us who is our murderer today?
0: I will. Our man I will. Word. So, I just realized I broke my own rules. Okay.
1: So you can't be hating on me for when I break the rules now.
0: I mean, it's fun to do.
1: It is, isn't it?
0: <laughs> no, it's fun to hate on you. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. They've been breaking the rules. I mean, it's just fun to tease you. No. It's what I do. <laughs> I just realized as I was like looking at my story, this is this doesn't follow the rules. Oh no, this one does. It was the other one that didn't follow the rules and I had to scrap it. Never mind. Oh, so this one does follow the rules. Yeah, it was my other one that didn't and I went, oh, I can't tell that story. Oh, so you actually did follow the rules at the end of the day. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs>
1: Never mind. Sorry. Continue.
0: I got I got confused. Or I pulled up the wrong document. So I'm going to double check that action for a hot second because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: This is the hard part is like there's so many people that we do. We've had to start like labeling them and numbering them because it's just you forget who you've done and who you're going to do and it's yeah, it's a lot. And then you got to research obviously before the episode comes out, so we want to make sure we have enough time to research it. So then sometimes you've been researching for 2 weeks, sometimes on one person plus and you forget.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. I had to I switched, I switched and I labeled it for a later date. Okay, okay. We're good we're good because i realized he didn't fit the rules and i was like fuck let's go i'm excited who you got all right april 13th 1961 brooklyn new york i'm in william fisher a banker and jan howell gave birth to robert william fisher but bobby
1: fisher the chess player
0: no Uh Ah, weird I mean, that would have been fun if he was right? a murderer.
1: Right? I'd have been like, oh, sick the whole time?
0: <laughs> she would have nerded the fuck out, I y'all. Would
1: I would have. How sad is it that that was where my head went instantly? I, <sighs> I'm a nerd, y'all. It's, it's beneficiated.
0: Continue. <laughs> so he joined the world with his two sisters. And Robert attended Sawero High School in Tucson, Arizona. And in 1976, when he, when he was 15, his parents got divorced. And according to friends and family, the divorce was really hard on Robert and had lasting effects on him. So much so that as an adult, he would speak to his co-workers. Um, and he even said one time that his life would have been different if his mom had not left.
1: Oh, jeez! Here we go. We're going to start blaming it on everyone else already. Phenomenal.
0: So Robert was actually a firefighter in the Navy. He had tried to become a Navy SEAL, but he failed. I'm not going to say that's a major failure because it's really hard to be a Navy SEAL. It is. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. So, I mean, I'm not going to call him a loser for that. No. The fact that he even tried is huge. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in 1987, he married Mary Cooper. Robert worked as a surgical catheter technician, a respiratory therapist, and a firefighter at one point. He was an outdoorsman, a hunter and a fisherman. Sounds like a good guy, right? Yeah. Nope. He was also described as a cruel and distant control freak of a father who was awkward with his kids but tried to put forth the image of a devoted family man. Here it is. His kids' lives were controlled by their father. They ate what he told them to eat, he slept when they told him when he told them to sleep, and wore what he told them to wear. His mother-in-law, Jenny Cooper, said, and I quote, Robert didn't socialize often with family because of the fear of getting too close to people and losing them. And I'm sure that stems from his parents' divorce. Yeah. Robert could have probably used a little bit of that therapy. Yeah. I think had he gone, he probably
1: probably wouldn't have done what I'm assuming he's about to do. Had he gone to at least some sort of therapy that went like, look, shit happens in life. Agreed. What happened to you is awful. However, that is a good idea to distance yourself from people around you who love you. It's the opposite of what you need to be doing.
0: But Guess anyway. what? That's exactly what happened. Oh. Robert went to therapy. He got better. He uh-huh. didn't do anything bad. Awesome. And he was an amazing father. He's also this episode's trophy dad. Oh,
1: my God. You really didn't follow the rules.
0: Bye, cunties. <laughs> Uh, none of that happened, right? Nope. Yeah, unfortunately. So Robert wanted his son to be his mini-me, who would hunt and fish with him, but those things weren't little Bobby's jam. Um, Robert wouldn't accept that, and he thought it was a phase, and that Bobby would grow out of it. So, let me know you what kind of person Robert was. When teaching Bobby and Brittany to swim, he literally just threw them off of a boat, now I've heard people joke about this, but to really do it, yeah, no.
1: Yeah, that's a that's one of those things that I've always heard
0: as a child like from
1: my friends that that's what their grandpas or dads or whoever would like or even, teach them how to swim.
0: Or to even like now. a male family member, I'm just going to throw you in the water. Right. Yeah, no. And they'd pick you up and you'd scream and giggle and Yeah.
1: I mean it's context, of course, if it's fun, but if you can't swim, That's terrifying. Or if you're afraid of water, it's scary. So no,
0: don't do that. So (laughs) Robert really did that. And it has been said that Robert showed more affection to Blue, the family dog, than he did to Bobby and Brittany. Okay. So Jan, Robert's mom, said she had been a yes-sir wife, who didn't stand up to her husband, and she saw the similar dynamic early in her son's marriage to Mary. Jan said she even discussed her concerns with Mary, and a close family friend echoed those sentiments and said Robert's family resembled his childhood family. Robert even controlled the color the house was painted. Only white walls, and there could only be minimal pictures hung.
1: I mean, I'm all for minimalism, but chill, dude. Doesn't that get exhausting, having to control everything when people wake up, sleep, eat, poop probably, like all of these things? Like, doesn't that just get exhausting?
0: I can hardly, I have a hard time controlling everything in my own life. Right? And I have control issues. And yet this guy's over here controlling an entire family. I can't. I know. I can't. It's weird. So, there are two different descriptions of Mary. One is that Mary was a doormat and never stood up to her husband. And the second is that Mary was a strong woman who didn't just lay down for Robert. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, You could hear Mary screaming at Robert, but you've never heard Robert. Um, And Mary would yell things... Like, you're worthless. I could have done better than you. We should get a divorce. Right. I mean. Not a pleasant family home.
1: A lot of bad going on here.
0: Well, you didn't. Just because you don't hear Robert yelling at Mary doesn't mean Robert wasn't. Doing something. Or saying things to her. It just doesn't mean he wasn't yelling them. So, I don't know what was going on in the home. So Robert and Mary were active members of the Scottsdale Baptist Church. Of course they were. And Robert was an active member of the men's ministry. But he began to withdraw from its activities a few months prior to a situation. And in 1998, Robert and Mary went to counseling with one of the church's senior pastors. I really want to say yay for counseling, but it was at the church, so... I can't. I mean, come on, man. Just go to a real therapist. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that's all people have access
1: to. But, yeah, there there is a difference in the,
0: yeah. Can't I mean, there's, you know, a therapist that's qualified to help you. And then there's... Essentially a, a pastor. That's not...
1: Right. With no degree, no yeah. experience, no...
0: That'd be like me saying... Training... Come to me for marriage counseling. I'll help you. Right. I would hope you would tell me to fuck off. <sighs> now, Robert did admit to coworkers about a one-night situation with a sex worker. He met at a massage par- parlor. But even with church counseling, he didn't admit it to Mary. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was worried that this encounter caused his UTI in the December of 2000. Y'all know I do all the hard-hitting research for you. And according to Medical News Today, men can get UTIs from women during sex by getting the bacteria from the woman with the infection. However, it's unlikely. Typically, the infection comes from the bacteria that's already present in the man's body. So no, Robert, you didn't get the UTI after your affair. You're just feeling guilty and you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean. The, the likelihood is next to none. Right. Yeah. So Robert told a hunting buddy that he was going to renew his commitment to his faith in marriage because he, and I quote, could not live without his family. And I know what happens. And in hindsight, I guess this is a red flag. But if someone said this to me, I wouldn't think anything of it.
1: No. Because you're like thinking, "Oh, okay, great. He's trying to do the right thing."
0: He's going to stop seeing sex workers? Right. He's going to stop gonna... going to the massage parlor? Mhm. He's going to
1: He's going to be a good a good husband and father and
0: maybe stop controlling everyone.
1: Right? Exactly. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> we'll
0: see. So what about Mary? What's going on in my, her mind during this time? Well, Mary was done with Robert. She told friends that she was going to divorce Robert. But she didn't know what extreme he would go to ensure to keep control over his family. Then on April 9th, 2001, at 10.30 p.m., a neighbor said they heard a loud argument. Just 10 hours after the argument, on the morning of April 10th, 2001. Oh, SP, everyone. We've, like, done that in the beginning, Mm. right? Okay. Mary was shot in the back of the head and had her throat slit. And her children, Brittany 12 and Bobby 10, throats were slit right before the house exploded. Oh, jeez. The fire department was alerted to a natural gas explosion and a fire at 8.42 a.m. The living room seemed to be the epicenter, and the subsequent fire burned the rest of the house down. The explosion was so bad that it collapsed the front brick wall and rattled houses' half-mile radius in all directions. All of the local firefighters were on scene within minutes and kept the 20-foot flames from spreading to the surrounding houses, but the firefighters themselves had to keep their distance because there was a series of smaller explosions believed to be either ammunition or paint cans, like within the house, the heat. Oh, yeah, kind of popping them, which, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. If it's that hot, yeah. So the gas line from the furnace had been pulled out in an attempt to conceal the homicides that had taken place inside the home. So listen to this. A candle had been lit and was waiting for enough gas to build up and for the home to be ignited.
1: That was the start. That's how he started. F- oh, my God. hmm.
0: This delayed fuse gave Robert about a 10-hour head start to escape law enforcement.
1: I mean, I'll, I will give it to him. That is really smart.
0: I would have never thought no, about that. No. I mean,
1: he, he pulled the fight club, essentially. Yeah. Wow.
0: So Robert is the only person to have been named a suspect in the murder of his family. They were able to track his movements right before and after the murders. The night before the murders, the family attended a hunting safety class while Robert shopped for camping supplies. There's ATM footage the night before the murders of Robert taking $280 out. So I thought this was a weird amount, but then I read it was the maximum amount allowed out of that ATM. So I was like, okay, okay, that makes sense. I just find that weird. It's not like a 200, 300, 400.
1: Yeah, maybe because I trying to think i think i've gone to an atm or one or two like like that where it's like a, an odd amount or they'll get, let you get out tens and you're like okay sure whatever the max is
0: so okay yeah so I, I thought that was weird and then come to find out so um also um robert took his daughter to her national honors junior honor society induction and he was getting annoyed at how long it took and he made her leave early before everything before it was finished okay cuz he had a
1: plan and things were not going according to his plan because her recital or whatever
0: was taking way too long so that same that same night a tow truck driver reported helping robert pull his vehicle out of a ditch and then april 20th 2001 Mary's Toyota 4Runner and their dog Blue was found in the Tonto National Forest, 100 miles north of Scottsdale.
1: I'm sorry, did he let that dog out there to die?
0: I don't know. That motherfucker. See, she gets more mad about the animals.
1: Uh, no, it's not that, it's just like the the whole family's innocent and then you kill the dog? You can't just like give the dog to somebody along the road or give it to the fucking tow truck driver and be like, I'm not going to eat a dog anymore. No, you have to be a shithead about it. Continue. I can't. This guy. So,
0: Robert actually was known to camp in that area. So, he probably knew that there was people around that would find the dog. So, this is the last physical evidence of Robert's whereabouts. Oh,
1: geez. Not another one of these. So, this guy is missing again.
0: Days before the forerunner was discovered, a couple called Scottsdale police and told them they saw a man walking towards the highway they recognized as Robert or William Robert Fisher. So it looks like Robert drove in, parked the car, and walked out. The police searched all the nearby area, but to their own self admission, they did not do a good enough job checking the multitude of caves that are there. July 19, 2001, the Arizona Superior Court issued an arrest warrant charging Robert with three counts of first-degree murder and one count of arson. He was also declared a fugitive and a federal arrest warrant was issued by the U.S. Direct, U.S. District Court charging him with unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. August 2001, after his story was shown on America's Most Wanted, a call came in to the authorities, believed to be from Robert himself. The call came from a phone booth at Pytro. Troys P I E T R O S
1: Petroys
0: Petroys Pizza Parlor in uh-huh. Chester, Virginia, <laughs> on August 18th, 2001, a week after the TV show aired, the caller said, "This is Robert Fisher, you'll never find me," and hung up. June 29, 2002, Robert was named as FBI's 475th fugitive on the 10 most wanted list. He is also on America's Most Wanted Dirty Dozen list of the show's most notorious fugitives, and the FBI is offering an award of $100,000 for information leading to his capture. As of April 2003, the FBI had gotten hundreds and hundreds of leads, but all sightings had been inconclusive or false. February 2004, someone looking a whole lot like Robert Was arrested in Vancouver, British Columbia, but fingerprints proved it wasn't Robert. The Canadian police don't play. They held this poor man for a week until a family member could correctly identify him.
1: Oh my god. They were like, Nope, we don't believe you. Nope. Nope. Call your family, eh? Why don't we call your family? Why don't we get him up here? You can stay here with us.
0: Um, They don't play. No, they don't. They don't play. 2012, the FBI alerted local law enforcement that Robert may be living in the Payson area of Gillick County. Robert is armed and dangerous. He has ties to Florida. Of course he does, because Florida. Oh, my God. And New Mexico. There have been speculation that he committed suicide or started a new life under a new identity. Probably. How do people do that?
1: Nowadays, even 2001, that was hard then, too. Little alone now? Good luck. I don't I know. No clue.
0: So the FBI's profile of him is that he's arrogant, cocky, and know-it-all, and a loner. He chews tobacco and favors the Copenhagen brand. He sometimes walks at an odd, erect manner with his chest out due to back pain and is an avid hunter and fisherman. So it's been over 20 years and there have been no signs of Robert that we know of. Here are some things we know about him um, that might help you identify him. Ready? He has a bad back and may need pain medication. 10 scars from previous surgery that can be seen on his lower back due to his back problems. As we said, he may walk with an exaggerated erect posture and his chest pushed out. He has a gold crown on his upper left bicuspid tooth. Chews tobacco. Is an avid hunter and fisherman and should be considered armed and extremely dangerous. Blue eyes, brown hair, weighs 190 pounds and is 6 feet tall. He may have had an affair with a co-worker. Most likely changed his appearance and may have long hair and or facial hair. 2001, America's Most Wanted received a phone call outside that Scottsdale PD believed placed by Robert and the call came from Chester, Virginia. According to the FBI, he may be working in the medical field or living in a small town working a menial job. So November 2021, Robert was removed from the 10 Most Wanted List of Fugitives because while he still remains at large, he no longer fits the criteria for the 10 Most Wanted Fugitive List. This is a statement from the FBI. One of the criteria for placement on the 10 Most Wanted Fugitive List is the need to publicly help locate and capture the subject. Because the extensive publicity Fisher's case received during its nearly 20 years on the list has not resulted in his successful location and or capture, the case no longer fulfills the requirement. Is the continued danger of the fugitive presents to the community if not apprehended? There is no evidence that Fisher has engaged in any additional illegal activity since his original alleged crime.
1: Whoa. Dude. And also that description, thank you for doing it really detailed. So yeah, heads up. He's still on the FBI list. So if y'all do know someone who you think might be this guy, please call them.
0: So the Scottsdale PD phone number is 480-312-2716. And the Phoenix FBI is 620-279-5511.
1: Thank you. Phenomenal. Dude, you're doing another one of these. Where are they now, guys? Like, what a fucking shithead. I re- I, when you said arrogant, it's like, of course he is. Of course he's arrogant. He just annihilated an entire family and got away with it for however many years now. He's like, hell yeah, I'm, I can do whatever I want. My worry is, by not, by, here's by taking him off the list, they're assuming he's not gonna do that again to another family that he makes. He can keep doing this. Like, they know that, right?
0: I mean, he hasn't committed a crime and they need that spot for some other shithole. Oh, God. How sad is that?
1: Well, I only have 10 spots, guys. I gotta rotate y'all out every once in a while here. That's crazy. But man, what a fucking tool. Ugh. I, I do like the mystery part of it, though. I know it's horrible. It's not that I'm geeking out or like a fangirl of these guys that do this. It's more like, where is he? That where is he thing drives me nuts. I mean. Like a D.B. Cooper type. Like, where is this person? It's,
0: he reminded me of a younger Eugene Palmer because Eugene Palmer was the same outdoorsman, hunter, fisherman. He goes to a park, a national park where there's lots of caves. So did he get away or did he die in a cave?
1: I think he got away with it. If he's arrogant, he thinks he's God's gift, which is why he played God with his family, essentially. So no, he's not going to kill himself. Absolutely not. He's gonna rationalize it away, like, "Oh, I can't possibly do that to me," you know, some stupid crap like that. Ugh, that's crazy, man. Good one.
0: I try.
1: Yo, you did. You succeeded. I'm excited to do my star dad or my trophy dad today.
0: Okay, <laughs> well, tell us who it is. Lift us up because we're all freaked out now, knowing there's a fucking <laughs> well. well Killer running around on loose. Yeah. Um, so the other week you said like,
1: but you need to do more celebrity people, remember?
0: Well, it's only because you do these people and I don't know who they are because...
1: It's Leonard Nimoy and Neil deGrasse Tyson. These aren't like randos I picked up that are my neighbors or anything. like that. Although they'd be sick if they were my neighbors. No, okay, but... It's funny because I actually was pre-doing that before you even said it, and I was like, oh, okay, same wavelength, third eye.
0: It's my third eye. Third
1: eye. So today we are going to do Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's I a good one. I had to. I had to snag him because I was like, oh, I love him. Scrolled across his Instagram feed, and I was like, done, you know? So Ryan Rodney reynolds
0: okay (laughs) i know i had to take a moment to rodney to all the rodneys out there i love you and i'm so sorry
1: get this get this he um his dad's middle name is chester but it's chester because it was like his grandpa's
0: first name Mm -hmm. but still i'm like
1: both you and your dad have like
0: the worst middle names ever sorry Rodney's and Chester's it's not that
1: trust me everyone hates my name too you know a man of hate Jessica's been getting lately I get it so Ryan Reynolds was born October 23rd 1976 in Vancouver British Columbia Canada um his dad James Chester was an RCMP cop uh Mountie Police before working as a
0: food wholesaler and his mom Tamara worked in retail sales can we pause for a hot second sure didn't I just talk about British Vancouver, British you Columbia? You did just talk about the
1: Cove. Dude, I'm telling you, the synchronicities have started to be really fucking weird lately.
0: It's my third eye. Yeah.
1: And the 1909 is going to come back on Patreon, the one from a couple episodes ago. So just...
0: It's my third eye.
1: Yeah. Gear up, guys. Um, and by the way, two of his four brothers still work in law enforcement in Canada. So it's kind of a law enforcement family. Um so Ryan was into acting from a very young age. Um at 13 he started acting and then he graduated um Solano Secondary School in 1994 along with Joshua Jackson of Dawson's Creek fame. Another one. Weird. He started in TV series at first and then went to Quantlin Polytech University after being discouraged By someone uh, about his acting, you know, which is hard. I mean, you got to take a lot of criticism in the in the world of acting, but
0: especially at a young age. If someone tells you you're shitty, did you ever watch that show he was in? Like two guys, a girl in a pizza place, or whatever. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, oh, because that show was great, man. Yeah,
1: it was. It really was, and he was hilarious. He was so cute. Um. So eventually, another actor convinced him to just like, look, you're gonna hear that a lot. F him. If that's what you want to do, keep doing it. Encouraged him to stay the course. So he moved to Los Angeles to pursue acting full time. So he started um, his first improv group, Yellow Snow. I love that name. That's so great.
0: Because it means pee? Yes.
1: And he started being in more and more TV series in the U.S. Like he was in the X-Files in 1996. I know that episode. It was one where he dies because of this, like, cosmic event is happening. Essentially, Mercury retrograde and made these two teenage high school girls witches. And they're using their witch powers to get back at basically everybody. And he was one of the boys they got back at, even though he was actually a really sweet kid. And he's so cute in it. And you're like, he's, like, all pimply-faced and shit. And you're like, Ryan, little baby Ryan. Did you watch The X-Files?
0: No, I didn't. Oh, Girl, that... that,
1: Not even the X-Files? Did you watch Jurassic Park? Yes. Okay, okay, good. So, he was also in Sabrina the Teenage Witch at the time.
0: Was he? Yeah. He
1: was in The Outer Limits, and in 98, Two Guys, a Girl, and a Piece of Place.
0: I loved that show. It's a good show. Yep. Where can we find that if we'd like to watch it?
1: You know, let me see if I put that as a link. I didn't. But... um. I'm sure it's on like Tubi. It's probably on a bunch of voodoo. All those, you know, if you Google it, they'll probably list a bunch of different places where you can find it. Um, so, but that show put him on the map for larger breakout roles like National Lampoon's Van Wilder in 2002, where he was 26, and his signature snarky humor and movie career essentially exploded from there. Also in 2002, he started dating fellow Canadian uh, artist Alanis Morissette and they were engaged in 2004. They broke it off in 2007 and fun fact, her song Torch was written about him. He then started dating and eventually married Scarlett Johansson in 2008, but they split in 2010. From what I heard it was because he wanted kids and she, at the time she wasn't really, she didn't want any. So they, they ended it. Um, Right around this period, he started getting much larger acting parts across film genres like Blade, Trinity, Waiting, Just Friends, which I fucking love that movie, Smoke and Aces, and the beginning of, I feel like his best role ever, X-Men Origins Wolverine in 2009, where he first played Deadpool. Well, he kind of, kind of played Deadpool, I guess. It was a weird version. Ryan met Blake Lively on the set of Green Lantern in 2010, and they hit it off. They got married in 2012, and they have had three girls so far. He said once that they were breeders, so they both really wanted a big family. James was born in 2014. Inez was born in uh, 2016, and Betty was born in 2019. Back to his career, because Ryan Reynolds was absolutely born to play Deadpool, like literally, if you ever see any of the comic books, you'll be like, holy shit, that is exactly things that Ryan Reynolds would say. (laughs) And this was like made in like, I think, I think Deadpool's from like the 60s, 70s. So it's, it was an old comic. Um, 2016, his first Deadpool movie was made and always wanted to make fun of himself. He poked fun at how terrible the first attempt at Deadpool was. And the second, the sequel, Deadpool 2 in 2018, third one they're in pre or post production something like that they're filming it yeah cannot wait for that one to come out it's gonna be good so we can all agree he's cute as hell and an adorable man and an incredible father great sense of humor but the reason he's my trophy dad is because of his family and charity work like unbelievable always surprises me So Ryan has stated on multiple late-night talk shows that he is more than willing to help with the raising of his kids, stating, quote, I try to be as present as possible. We don't split up. I shoot movies and my wife shoot movies and we travel all over the place and we just all go together. That's been the best part of it. We really don't spend a lot of time apart. I get to spend a lot of time with my girls. So it sounds like he tries to take his family anywhere he's shooting. Yeah. Which is huge. I mean, you got to think about an actor's schedule is pretty hectic. And to try to have like a family life it has to be hard but yeah no he he definitely is trying both of them are he changes diapers and to my knowledge isn't like most other hollywood fathers it's like, like i'm sure they have nannies they probably of course they have to but at the same time it sounds like they try to be hands-on parents which is awesome he also has multiple businesses like mint mobile which has some really phenomenal ads you've probably seen the ads on tv and it really does actually provide an r- affordable cell phone service for a bunch of people. So I think that in and of itself is a huge deal. He also owns aviation gin and is part owner of the Wrexham AFC football club, along with Rob McElhenney from always sunny in Philadelphia. You watch that show, right? No. Damn it, girl. Okay. You got to watch this one episode of that show. That's your assignment. <laughs> oh, okay. He, uh, both he and Blake are huge donors to multiple charities And these are just a fraction of a few. I literally have a Google search that you guys can take a look at of all of them. He ran the 2008 New York City Marathon to raise money for the Michael J. Fox Foundation after his dad, who was diagnosed with Parkinson's. He even served on their board of directors. He has worked with the National Resources Defense Council about renewable energy. He raised money in 2010 for the Haiti earthquake. He supported Vancouver's Covenant House, which is a shelter for homeless, uh, houseless people and runaways. He and Hugh Jackman used their companies, Aviation Gin and Hugh Jackman's Laughing Man Coffee, along with Sam's Club, to see who could raise the most money for charity during a 2020 holiday season. They raise money for food charities Feeding America, Meals on Wheels, World Central Kitchen, and No Kid Hungry. And um, basically the person who won would be able to like hang out with them and stuff. It was mm-hmm. really cool. And he and Hugh Jackman have this inc- feud going on where they like, tease each other. It's pretty hilarious. So if you ever see a social media post between the two and it's great and Ryan and Blake have donated one million dollars to the NAACP over one million dollars to food charities stillbirth charities make-a-wish foundations and he actually does show up as Deadpool a lot of times to for those sick kids for make-a-wish the latest is that they're donating and matching up to one million dollars for Ukrainian charities Um, and for all of this work and his contribution to arts he was recently honored by the Canadian Governor General's Award, which, according to their, their website, are awards for arts, science, and humanities. So similar to like the ones that the Queen gives to mm-hmm. actors, but for Canada, they gave him the award along with a song by the Bare Naked Ladies called "Canada Loves You Back." <laughs> it's just so funny. You, I, I have the Google YouTube link. You guys gotta watch it. It's so funny because he's watching this video made about him, and they are f- filming him watching it. It's a hilarious tribute, and, and because it was made by the Canadian band, Bare Naked Ladies, it's the most Canadian thing I've ever seen. If a goose was riding a Mountie riding a moose, possibly more Canadian, but probably not. So anyway, Ryan Reynolds is my trophy dad this week, because if you're going to be a celebrity, and use it for good, and he absolutely is.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, if you have that platform, you should... I almost feel like it's a requirement that you use it.
1: I, I don't disagree. I'm not saying, like, you have to be, you know, all, like, ah, uh, everything all the time, but you have the ability to, to help somebody or something.
0: But I also don't want you to flaunt it.
1: No, no. It shouldn't be like, I give all this money, a bit. It should be like this, where there's a news article about what you did, not you going to the news going... Ha, huh, you know, like
0: yeah. And when they ask you about it, you say no comment. hmm Because then you you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart because you're doing it because you want to do it.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. But I I when I saw the Ukrainian charity thing and I was like, that's incredible. Like and this one million is something that they do a lot. So it's not like it's a one off, oh they just dumped a million here. No, they're using their money for good. So yeah. Yay. Hey. Ah, that's a good episode. Y'all, Cunty's got there and find him, okay? That's your assignment this week, everybody.
0: And bring him to us. Bring
1: him to us. We'll actually probably bring him to the FBI. We, we wouldn't know what to do with him.
0: Oh, that one. Yeah. I thought you meant Ra- Ryan. Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds? No, bring him to us. Agreed. Yes.
1: No, I meant the guy on the run, not Ryan Reynolds. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I would, wouldn't be mad about it. <laughs> We got to (laughs) go. Thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.